Hello, this is Mary from Casing the Cover, and as library rats, my co-host Jen and I happen across numerous crappy covers, atrocious authors, sad titles, and the occasional masterpiece. We spend an unhealthy amount of time decoding how cover designs can be humorously contrary to the story within, and how publishers lure unsuspecting readers. Should you judge a book by the cover? Join Mary and Jen on the case to find out. We decided this is going to go out kind of november e election-y. Yes, this is our election this is our election day special. Okay. We're going to talk to Ron Tobin about political vampires. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Case in the Cover, the podcast where this election year we want you to vote for the least bit of a bloodsucker you can find. <laughs> or maybe the most. Or the most. <laughs> yes. That's as political as we get. That's as political as we're going to get. This is our big... We're going to have a big two on the politics of things, because, you know, there's two parties, something, I don't know. Wow, <laughs> we're reaching here. We're, we're reaching, reaching here. But, yes, so I want to talk, we are going to interview um, Ron Tobin, who writes very political books about Washington, D.C. and vampires. <laughs> And I'm laughing so which, because which, bloodsuckers. Which party are, are the vampires in? I, so, all of them. Oh, all of them. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not like a, the Republicans are vampires and the Democrats no, are werewolves kind of a thing. No. No, no. that's a little disappointing. There's like three different factions of vampire in his world. Oh, warring factions of vampires. Actually, I think there's more than three. There's three so far that I've encountered in the reading of his books. I'm Maybe now, I'll put I'm, it that way. I'm now, okay. I'm imagining Bernie Sanders with a pair of those like plastic <laughs> Halloween fangs in, asking me for money. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like so um, a little a little backstory on Ron. We'll t- we'll talk to Ron and then, but I'm gonna segue a little bit. He w- writes a lot of political stuff. Mm. He's very politically minded. He's also brilliant in my mind when it comes to politics stuff. Uh, and this is not just nepotism again. Like we don't know what that word <laughs> means, Jen. So and it certainly doesn't exist in politics. <laughs> So, I don't know why you're bringing it up. Right. There's no blood sucking in politics. There's no nepotism in politics. No, the same family doesn't rule the world. I don't know what you're talking right. about. Right, for centuries. No. Um, <laughs> no, Jen. So, I actually am going to have two covers to show you on this. Okay. And that's because when we when we talk to Ron, we can talk to him about the, the two primary books and that he has out. But I want to talk about this one first, and I'm going to show you the cover, and I want your reaction to what this book is about. Okay. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. So they're on a beach in Maui getting married. Oh, it's not. They're on a beach in Atlantis getting married. Is that what? No, it's Washington, D.C., but it looks like it's in Atlantis. Are there Atlanteans in these books? Well, we're um, just keep going. So there's a couple on the cover that is getting married. Um, neither one of them looks like a vampire because they look like they're on a beach. Like, this looks like a tropical wedding to me. And I know about weddings. I used to work at a bridal store. Yes, that's true. I used oh, to be a bride. So, so the couple them. looks like she's holding roses, but for some reason this just reads tropical beach wedding to me. The kind of dress she's wearing. It is. It's a But the dress. background looks like it has buildings in it, but one building looks like it's supposed to be the White House, but it's on 
a mountain. The other building looks like it's a palace out of one of the Disneyland parks, but it's got this blue sheen over it, so it looks like it's maybe Atlantis? So, based on the fact that these are political vampires, I'm guessing that this guy is some sort of political vampire marrying the woman from another political vampire family at their destination wedding in Atlantis. How right am I? Does this look like a political vampire book? No, it doesn't. What does it look like? It looks like a romance novel. I know. It looks like it looks, except Deaths of Blood, it looks like a scary romance novel. Or a mafia romance novel. Yes. Yeah. It could totally be a not mafia romance novel. Okay. It does not look like vampires, because there are vampire romance, but it doesn't look like vampire romance. It looks like, so they look like they're on a beach. Vampires don't go to beaches. Right? Yeah, it looks very daylighty. There's There's a lot of, like... So there's there's like another, I think that's the Washington Monument. Oh, I didn't even see that down there in the corner. Wow. There's just so much going on on this he, cover. He did not make this cover, correct? No, he did okay. not make this cover. The so the blue sheen that exists over both Cinderella's castle and the wash and um, the White House does not exist over the Washington Monument. So I did not see it. It kind of looks like it's growing out of her shoulder. Oh, it does. It does a little it bit. It does a little bit. And they're just so bright. It's really bright. They're it doesn't so look like a vampire bright. novel. I know. It doesn't look like a vampire novel. Like, I I think part of it, too, is is debts is such a block lettering. Mm-hmm. If it was all in this kind of blood script, stabby The blood looking. script looks more vampire. The, the debts does look more mafia. Yeah. Which could be political, because there's a connotation of the mafia being involved. And if it's... If it's mafia political vampires, the font is not the thing that bothers me. I know you're a font person. I am a font person. So maybe it bothers you, but that's not what bothers me. It's that this bride is getting a tan. Yeah. And she's the vampire, by the way. Of course she is. He's not. Yeah. He looks more like a vampire than she does. I know. But he's... Okay, so I don't want to give too much away because, again, read read these books because nepotism. Um, (laughs) So by this cover... You're not convinced me to buy this book as a, mm-hmm. as a vampire novel. Not at all. It doesn't look like a vampire novel. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this one, and then I'm going to just briefly show you the other one. That is, This is book two in okay. his vampire series. And so that's an important thing to know. It kind of ties together some of the stuff that happened in the first one. There's, It's really like, it's a lot of intrigue. The vampire stuff is almost a sidebar to this. Okay. Which, for me, is cool. So is it more political than vampire Yes. It's way more political and intrigue and, like, the uh, family drama, too, of mm-hmm. things. Because, you know, so-and-so is trying to hook up with so-and-so, and, and there's, like, you know, a little love triangle happening over here. And, but then... They're also vampires, and so they've been doing putting up with this shit for thousands of years. And yes, Atlantis does come involved. Mm. Ah, yeah. I got one right. You got one right. So there's a whole lot of Atlantis. So is that why everything's blue? Yes, I think there's a lot. See, 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 it says, The murderous Van Arpel having visions of a previous life as an elder vampire in the fabled Atlantis, Victor Trent is settling back into the world of the Plaz Sanchni, and I hope that Ron forgives me for totally bastardizing that. Mm-hmm. But maybe he will say it right so that I will say it right. It's one of those things where it's like, how would you pronounce that? Oh, God. You're asking me to pronounce things? Yeah. You're funny. I know. It's like, 
and I don't want to, but I'm one of those readers that I will read something and in my head I read it like however I want to because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if you're gonna make sense of this word. So it, now it's now it's Sashi or whatever. Yeah, I just skip <laughs> over the words I can't pronounce when I read books. Right? So when it's like a weird word like that, I, and if the author will tell me like, oh it's this, oh, good, good. And then I'll be like, crap, I can't remember what they said it was. And I'm I feel saying, like I need to record them you, saying it. You are more versed in language than I am in languages other than English, which I can barely speak as it is. Went to four years of college to get an English degree, can barely speak the language kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> you make it sound like I'm some kind of linguistic No, student. but you've, you've studied French, and you, you have more knowledge of other languages. I can't pronounce for shit. I, I know a whole bunch of Unless it's a bad word, and then I can say it real well. Little words and different, like, you know, Seb is apple in Hindi. See? Like, <laughs> Anyway, totally irrelevant. I don't even know why that came out of my mouth. But so this is like the deaths of blood thing to me doesn't really have a major role in this. I, there's two blood deaths. One, the Victor, the main guy, um, he gets involved with a blood debt with one of the other vampires. Like okay. she owes him. And then... There's another vampire that owes somebody else. Victor, a vampire person. No. Well, okay. So Victor was a vampire in a past life. I hope that's not too spoilery. Okay. Okay. Like Atlantis vampire. Okay. He was like Atlantis vampire, and then then he was killed, and then so like, so yeah, he comes back as a people, and then like he might become a vampire again. He comes back as a people. He's a people now. He's a human. I don't know. How do you want me to put this? Apparently, Jenna also has not mastered the use of the language. <laughs> he came back as a people. Please continue. <laughs> See, this is you set me up for that. You're like Jenna has all this linguistic background and a people. <laughs> Set up. I'm just picking on you. I know that's because it's getting late and you're making me record multiple episodes. They don't know that. <laughs> okay. What did get me with this is, in a way, the romance novel cover. Uh, now, keep in mind, I read the first book of this series. Mm-hmm. And then I read this one, and I was like, whoa, damn, Ron, got a little heated in here. Mm. Like, there's some sexy, sexy. Okay. Is. So the romance cover isn't necessarily misleading in that there is sort of a romance in the story. Yeah. That's just not the main thing about the book right but again i'm gonna show you see i'm gonna it looks like the elements of this cover are just not mixed correctly to convey what it is right it just doesn't quite there it is okay so now i'm going to show you the other cover and i'm going to ask you if this absolutely screams vampire political vampires in washington dc yes yes absolutely I like I look at this cover and it's just it's spooky. There's like this full moon in the top. Well, it at least conveys supernatural in Washington D.C. Moons are hard because moons convey werewolf. That's true. And so you, it's got it's got this kind of dark gray smoky cover. The Washington Monument looks like a stake, which makes it more vampire. And there's a moon. The moon could be a little werewolfy. Right, but it, it's like. This, and it's just so, and it's also, it's so like. The font is also more. Very streamlined. Yes. It's very, it's in a suit. Yes. This is in a suit. 
And it's classier. It's very like this is politics. Mm-hmm. It's dark. It kind of looks like the covers of like of um that show with with the rapist in it. What's that what? called? <laughs> um, That's a lead in. It's not Twilight. No, it the the one with what's his butt? Uh, Netflix show. He's like the president, but then they fired him because he's a bad guy. Oh, House of Cards. House of Cards. <laughs> this is like verbal charades. <laughs> you got there. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Um, Yes, it looks kind of like a House of Cards cover because it doesn't have a person on it. Right. But it looks more like that, more like, or like um, Lone Survivor kind of has this kind of a cover too. Um, and Veep even kind of does similar kind of streamlining, except it's quirky because Veep is funny. Yeah, and that's but a little brighter. It does look like the cover of like a political TV show, like a poster would look like. Yeah. So, like, I see this one, and I remember reading this one and knowing there was not really a lot of sex in that. And we'll talk to. Ron, there's a reason for that. Um, he got a little more freedom in the second mm. book. So there's not, it's not very sexy sexy in this one uh, that I remember. So maybe there was, but it wasn't as like, whoa, there's sex. Um, it was very much about the politics and about the intrigue mm-hmm. of these vampires and, and all this stuff that's going on, not just in the present day. Cause like, okay, so side note, it's present day. Mm-hmm. And when I say present day, as my little secret that I will give out, we'll talk more to Ron about this, but he, it's very, he originally, I think, started writing it in like the early 90s or late 80s or something. Mm-hmm. So that's the present day. Okay. But then he updates it. Like I you see. can tell there's updates to it. It does feel very modern. And, but it's present day. And then it's also like all this. All this shit that they did when they were Atlantis politics kind of stuff. And also the centuries of politics. It's a little Highlandery. Okay. So that's kind of what Which also is a little invoked from this. There's only... like There can be only one. There can be yeah. only one. It's just this one monument. It's, it's, it's a very clean cover. Yeah. So that to go from that to the other one... That is very bright. They look like two completely different books. Two totally different books. And, like, I feel like the cool way to have done this one is, like... Because the wedding is a major part of this. So you got to have the bride. But you can still do creepy political wedding. Right. I mean, think of... There, there have been. I mean, even look at, like, the way, like, the royal weddings are done. They're, they're very reverent. They're very... Um, very formulaic there there is a political aspect to a royal wedding because they're politicians to a degree it's very much you do it this way you do it in this place you can convey that in your imagery that this is very formal this is a political event look at you know look at first ladies look at how they dress look at how they're expected to present themselves you can do family and politics and you can do political wedding and you can do all of that yeah so if i were to do it i think i would have had another of the primary monuments in DC as a focal, but maybe maybe again one of the I don't want to say that the Washington Monument is a lesser monument, but also another lesser monument. So like not the White House. No. Maybe not the Lincoln Memorial, but there's like um someone's mansion is a big one and now it's a library. I don't know. 
I'm really not good with But like like they're having a wedding in, in there. In a big fancy place in DC. In DC. There are plenty of them that let you have right. weddings there, especially when you're a important politician. Right. And really what's interesting is none of them are really high as politicians go. They're all like, this is the cool part. They're not the politicians. Mm-hmm. They're the assistant, the uh, aide, the one who gets the politician what they need. Mm-hmm. They're that person. So that's really cool, too, because it's like, oh, who's got the real power? Right, they're pulling the strings. Yeah. So from a political side, I really enjoy Ron's books. I got to say, though, like knowing Ron, and maybe it's just the I know Ron, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't read a sex scene. <laughs> Ron, I can't read a sex scene. <laughs> no, no, I can't. It's like reading a sex scene written by my, my brother or my dad or my uncle or something. I can't do it. So maybe that's what was, and then I didn't know it was coming. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know that the sex scene was in there. The first one, I was like, oh my god, out of nowhere! Like, whoa, sex scene. Uh, so, and it's not that they're poorly written. They're they're written like any other romance novel sex scene. Yeah, you know, that's not my thing. We've talked about this before. I'm like, oh, I can keep you in the bedroom. Yeah. You know, uh, so, like, that was a little weird to me. But the storyline, and they, he kind of, like, tied up loose ends from the first one while also weaving in all these other things from that can lead to the next book. Mm-hmm. Which is cool, because that's kind of what something that's in the middle of... The, there's clearly, like, there's going to be multiples to the series. Has he only written two so far, or is there a third one? I think, already? you know, I don't know. We have to ask him if the third one's out. Is it, are you on his Oh, Amazon? yeah, I should check and see, like, on his Amazon. So let me ask you another question, if you know this. Does he self-publish, or does he go through a publisher? He goes through kind of a publisher. Like, there's a lot of services that he uses. I think this one was published. Let me see. This one. You said he had more freedom with the second book. Was there, he went through somebody else for the second time around? Yes, he went through another publisher for the second one. This one was by Tate Publishing, and I think Tate Publishing kind of leans more, I don't want to say Christian, but they're, like, a little more... Like, they're super PG. Okay. And they keep all their books very PG. I don't know the whole story with them. And this is from 2012, so this is an older book. So he had a lot of um, a lot of time between this one and the other one. Let me just see if I can find out if he's got anything else. So I'm curious to see if there's a third out, what that cover looks like. Right? I don't see a third one out. Okay. I know he's been talking about a third one. So it, it could be coming soon and we'll talk to him about that yeah that'll be a good thing to talk to him about because i think that that's gonna definitely come up in conversation is that he's working on another one he also has like a really short like novella about some of the sidebar characters in this so what i do like about this is that he so seamlessly weaves the political world mm-hmm. around vampires you know and and it's kind of like you ever you ever read or seen the kindred no okay so in the kindred there's like these four i think there's four different factions maybe more than that i don't know it's been a really long time 
and that's how he's got it. There's these factions. So the ruby one, and then there's emerald and sapphire, and I think there's amethyst. So they're all gemstone-based mm -hmm. vampires. And that's the club, and they wear like a big ring or a big necklace or whatever that has the stone that they mm -hmm. represents their clan, if you will. And throughout the centuries, they like also reincarnate, and they can find each other by reincarnating, which is also like a neat sort of twist on the vampire thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you killed the vampire, but their soul is gonna come back. And then they might choose to be a vampire again. That's so creepy. yeah, right? It's like I think that's kind of cool. Old old uh, old wounds run deep, kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like like all these karmic ties, which like the politics thing, and also the uh, metaphysical world. Mm -hmm. Ron kind of runs in both, kind of plays in both places, and really how like he and I connected but anyway we'll talk about that when we so it's interesting though to see like those two things kind of come together in a book where you're expecting you're expecting the politics he does a very good job of talking about the political intrigue of things without being preachy about it so yeah. I think that's kind of cool too like what also helps when you're dealing with fictional politics. Well, but it's does, still, it's but, still but does, politics. Yes, but does he use the, the people he's talking about that are in the political game, are they characters that he's created, or are they, you know, the Clintons and the Bushes and the, you know... Well... Are they real politicians, or are they politicians that he's created? Like I said, they're the... The ones that he focuses on are more the assistants and the secondaries. Right. And the, so they're not really, like, he doesn't need to talk about the senators. That's what I'm like saying. That. Yeah. Is it's easier to play politics if you're not talking specifically about yeah. real politics. Because then you can analyze the inner workings of how politics work without making your audience feel like they're called out for supporting a certain person. Which he totally should call everybody out. But, like, that's just me. Uh, <laughs> for supporting any of them, Jen? For supporting any of them. Any of them. <laughs> we said we weren't going to get political. This is our November thing. We have to get a little political. By the way, I'm not getting political. This is just reality. <laughs> anyway. So our message is you should vote, but don't trust any of them. Right. They're all vampires. They're all vampires. <laughs> Or being controlled by vampires, because there is a lot of, like, the whammy kind of thing, where the vampires can kind of, like, charm you. Look at you and make they you look do at you things. They make you do things. So I would call it the vampire whammy. Because you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. The vampire whammy is in everything. It's even in, like, what we do in the shadows. Oh, my God. It's so good in what we do in the shadows. <laughs> he goes up to the one who's like, come to me. And she's ignoring him. So then he goes in a different window with, like, the old guy. And he's like, okay, come here. Come here. But then he taps on the glass. Yeah, it's so good. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Oh my god, go watch what we do in the shadows. Yeah, that's 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 good vampire stuff. This is because it's, it's less irreverent. Political. Less political and totally irreverent. And so that's kind of the thing too, is he stays in the lore of the vampire without being like cliche, mm -hmm. I, I, maybe yeah. I mean, he's using a lot of the same tropes. Which again, if you're playing more into the how politics work and they just happen to be vampires versus 
let's explain to you what a vampire is for the nine thousandth time. Yeah, he doesn't do that. That that helps when you're dealing when you're dealing in mythology and within these kinds of characters or creatures that are very much like in the mythology and people know what a vampire is. You don't need to explain it. Yeah, he explains the intricacies of his vampires. Right. So, like, his vampires can die, but when they die, they're not soulless vampires. So, like, a lot of mythology, the vampire is soulless. Mm-hmm. They die, they're done. You, they, they melt or they turn to ashes or whatever, and they or they shriek and explode. I don't know. But, yeah, vampire. Boom. So they, uh, but then they're done. You don't get them to come back. Mm -hmm. They don't even talk about, oh, well, their soul will be reborn or whatever. But his, he talks about how they do get reborn and how they were like hugely influential in Atlantis. So then it's like, oh, they're really not bad guys. Like we we think of vampires a lot of times as very animalistic. Mm -hmm. They're more like they've just they're just been around a long long time but they're very human and and a lot of their quirks are very human too so there's that kind of thing so he explains that he also the vampires go out during the daytime thing they have over these centuries of being in existence bought an umbrella they bought an umbrella you know they they wear dark clothing they they cover their their body as much as they can with clothing and when they can't where they can't be covered they do have like an spf 10,000 kind of thing Mm -hmm. that they put on which hey after all these centuries why would you not right that's that's (laughs) why i I always did about vampire novels and it's like you can't go out in the daylight but i could though you could like if i can be inside of a house and be fine i could be inside of a car yeah or you know an umbrella or some sort of full body hazmat suit right black plastic right they're just very goth in the way they dress Mm -hmm. and then when they go out at night they wear like normal people clothes yeah so they're wearing you know jeans and t-shirt they're very dressed for the occasion or whatever they're doing they do mostly work at night or indoors but it'd also be very difficult to be involved in politics if you can't leave the house during the day right so they can leave and then they go out but they're like in their tinted window vehicles mm-hmm. and they go out and then they stay inside their offices they don't have the corner office with the great view let's put it that no. way you know, they've got the, maybe the corner office. Also, it's Washington, D.C. It's just, it's, yeah. It ain't Phoenix. <laughs> it ain't Phoenix. You can go outside. Right. It's fine. Uh, although, some of his vampires, like, he goes from Washington, D.C. to also Southern California. Mm, a lot sunnier. A lot sunnier. So, there's a lot more problems that the vampires have to deal with in Southern California. But also, Southern California, you think nightlife. That's true. So, like... He remedies that problem as well in that most of the vampires are kind of, they own bars, they own restaurants, they own nightclubs. That's their world. I imagine there's a big vampire scene in Vegas. Right? I don't know that he talks about Vegas. We gotta talk to him. Maybe the next book. There's an idea for you. Yes. Vegas. That's the next one. Also, upstate New York. All the all the all the low rung vampires who just run the craps tables all night. It's like their it's like their their teen summer job. Instead of working on like Mickey D's. When they first become vampires, they have to yeah work the tables. Uh huh. Yep. 
That would make sense though, because then they can like whammy people and it all goes to the house. Yeah, oh yeah, my god. See? Please put a vampire casino in a book. <laughs> I want that so bad now. <laughs> we will talk to him. When, when Ryan comes, we'll talk to him about vampire casinos. We're like, hey, we just, we'll help you write, or you can make us the, the girls that run the craps table. <laughs> we'll be the vampire girls that run the craps there table. Yes, we'll be happy with that. Uh, put us in your book, Ron. So, I, this is the, the stuff that I liked about it was that it's it was it's very good with the political intrigue, it's very good with the family intrigue. Again, I can't I can't reconcile the romance novel stuff. Like and, and not even like there's a love triangle going on and bad things happen there and like it's very vampire y the way that romance novel love triangle goes down. Not good, by the way. Uh, don't don't get in between two vampires that need to get together because mm-hmm. like bad things will happen to you. Probably yeah. like don't do that. Just don't do it. He also like all of his vampires have a lot of very human personalities. Mm-hmm. They're not just like they have to feed. Yes. They're not like oh I'm a vampire. Don't bite me. Yeah. No. They're they're not like emo boys. No, they're not emo. Oh, there there's like a couple that are like that, but it's like okay, that's their personality. It's, there's a lot of personality. See, the majority of my vampire awareness is between, like, that old school, like, this is what a Dracula is, and this is what the teen girl version of a vampire is. Those are the two sides of vampire fiction that I've been exposed to. Yeah. No. And then what we do in the shadows is somewhere in there. It, this is very The Kindred. So if you, if you are into vampire lore and into vampire stuff, go watch there was like a mini series too of the kindred and i think it was like um vampire the masquerade was the game that it's based off of so and there's clans and there's stuff like that this is more like that Mm. these are more like the kindred the vampire the masquerade sort of vampires you've got your different clans you've got your different types and then like you have your vampires that are involved in politics Mm. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so where was I going with this? Help me, Mary! I don't know. Where was I going? This? You were comparing kinds of vampires. Yes, I was comparing kinds of vampires, but I feel like I'm getting very... Squeaky confused. background noise Squeaky. disrupted your thought process. It did. So, okay, based on the cover, would you read... Which one of those would you read? I'd read the first one. I would not read that second book. Really? Based exclusively on the cover. If I wasn't like, this is the next book in the series, I need to go get it. I would not pick that up. Yeah. Unless I was doing it for this podcast and it was like a, here, read this, because you have to. Right. Because that does not look like what it is. I don't know. Like, we'll have to we'll ask have him. We'll have to ask him. But the, 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 the difference between that first cover and that second cover is just so, is, it's such a difference that something had to happen between those two covers that made an impact on how that second cover got done. Right, yeah, I just, I'm not sure what caused that. But that first one, it does, it's exactly what it, and it's not even here, bring that bring that second cover up one more time. Okay, because that first one, it's not just the imagery on it, the imagery on it very much invokes that it's politics, it's Washington DC, this is the world we're in. But the but then it's also dark enough to go, but there's, a, there's an underbelly, there's creepy, there's, that cover feels like it embodies what these are. That second cover, even the palette is just too bright 
when you compare this to that first cover and how dark it was and kind of mm-hmm. how this is about that underworld, this is about the other things going on, this is about the... This does not say Washington, D.C. to me. I know that there's a building back here somewhere that's supposed to be Washington, D.C., but also Sleeping Beauty's Palace is there. So um, <laughs> these buildings don't invoke their Washington. They don't invoke politics. And that bright blue Caribbean water thing over them, it, like, again, it makes it look too bright. It makes it look too beachy. You put a bride in white, tan skin bouquet of pink and yellow roses not even red that's just the thing if this is a vampire book called deaths of blood the bride should be holding red roses right also they're they're part of the ruby clan yeah bride should be holding red roses not yellow and pink she needs oh you know it'd been really cool is if she had like we're totally redoing your cover yeah we should Cover. Like, so, look, look at the color of his tie. His tie is ruby red. Yes. She should be wearing something similar. They should look like the, his. First of all, his suit should be black and not gray. Yeah. 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 That ruby red tie is fine. She should have that same tone with. And now I'm styling the bride. Um, first of all, this is the perfect job for Mary. Let's right now. okay. We're just gonna look at the bride. Let's yes. ignore everything else. Okay. If you just look at this bride, this bride. The reason why I say she's on a beach wedding is a. She's got a strapless dress which invokes summer wedding. B, her flowers are pink and yellow, which invokes bright, which invokes sun, which invokes either um, summer wedding, spring wedding, or we're on a beach. Her skin is very tan, which could really be anybody because brides get tan, it's fine. She is not wearing a veil. Oh, you think a veil is important, really? It's a style thing. Okay. Not all brides wear veils. I didn't wear a veil, but I also, I wore a headpiece. I had my hair down. Her hair is up, and she's not wearing a veil, which, but it's kind of loose up. She's got, like, this one curl coming down and flowers in her hair. Mm-hmm. The flowers in the hair thing, again, very beachy. This looks like a summer bride. This looks like a beach bride. This does not, if you wanted political, again, you remember talking about this before. Oh, yeah. You want formal political wedding, you're wearing a veil. You're wearing a veil. You might have sleeves on your gown. Again, think of these these events that are real weddings. You you probably would have a sleeve or a jacket, or even if it's a cap sleeve. Or yeah, she just she's not this. This is a stock photo of bride. Well, yeah. But they got yeah. The bride doesn't look like an important rich or any like she doesn't look like she comes from that like. I don't know. She feels like, I feel like she should look more like a mob bride. Like, I almost wonder, what if you took the whole, the couple out of it? What if it was not the whole bride, mm-hmm. but the red bouquet and her big ruby ring? Oh my God, that'd be perfect. Like that's the center With, thing. Yes. With in the background. Some like, sort of Washington-y. Washington-y thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. And then the whole wash of the gray. Or like her hand is like on like a banister of some building or something. I don't know. I've never been to Washington, D.C. But like, yes. Yeah. She, it should be red roses. She should have some sort of red jewelry on her. Like this, yes. This, even changing that couple up a little bit, what I think. I don't think it needs to be the couple. Like, I think it needs to be like just the bouquet it's about something more streamlined something more simple like that first cover i agree this the background of this is super busy and that couple doesn't belong there oh oh what if like the 
the bride, we're totally redesigning it. I don't know if we've ever done this. We've not, like, redesigned a cover. We only do this for people we know. This is an extra service. <laughs> That's an extra service. So, nepotism. <laughs> it's an extra, we're picking on you. No, I'm kidding. So, all the love, truly, just so you know, all the love the way we're redoing this cover. What if you put, like, her bouquet above, and it's like the, her bouquet becomes like the hanging gardens over, like, like the, I don't know. Is there a garden in D.C.? I don't know. But you know what I mean? I know like, like three places in that's D.C. That's D.C. Like down below her petals mm-hmm. is like D.C. Or like or like the hand with the bouquet like like she's walking through like a door with like it trailing behind her. Yeah. But like the door looks like a fancy D.C. door. D.C. door. Because <laughs> we clearly don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> DC door. Well, yeah. the petals could be falling on um, Lincoln sitting there in the monument. <laughs> okay, we've lost that. We was totally <laughs> lost the plot on. Okay, this. Well, you know what we're gonna do? <laughs> we we haven't killed enough time on this. We're gonna look up wedding venues in Washington. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. We're gonna plan your wedding. Oh, so I just want to say too, like the big wedding. They have. They actually have two weddings in this. Uh oh. No, it's fine. It's okay. fine. They have two weddings in this, and one of them is a big vampire wedding, and the other one is kind of this small, intimate. Is it on a beach? No. Okay. Good. It's in a big, like not a cathedral, but like a hall, like a big thing. I maybe the pillars or something. Of, and see, I'm all about the red roses right now because I'm currently working on another project that has to do with red roses. So I'm super red rose into this thing right now. Oh, the cherry blossom trees. Cherry blossom trees. Oh, but their wedding is like in the fall. Like, so there should there, be pillars. There you go. There should be pillars. Pillars are in Washington, D.C. Oh, what if like the dome is like over her head? I thought you didn't want a whole bride. Well, you could, like, get the back of her head or, like, I don't know. I'm, there's there's a cherry blossoms. This. There's a cherry blossoms. There you go. Oh, I bet that's the building that we're looking at. I bet you Maybe. it's that building. I bet you, I bet you. It looks a lot like it. We're learning about D.C. today. <laughs> this is our politics. We're just talking about weddings. <laughs> like, about weddings. I like how we started. This is going to be our political episode. We've just turned into planning a, a, br- a vampire wedding. In well, do you know how much politics is involved in a wedding? Well, like where do people sit and whose side are you on? Yeah. And she needs to have red roses and a ruby ring. She needs to stand in front of a pillar. Yes. That would be, yeah. Yeah. See? To make it look like she's having her fancy vampire wedding. Or between the pillars. Yes. There you go. Between like the shadowy. Pillars. Oh my god. It's a faraway shot. They're shadowy. They're between two pillars and all you can see is that red bouquet. That's like the only cover up, color on the cover. Ooh, I like that. Red. Yes, red. Red rum. Or something. That's a blood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I think they could go back to the font on the first one. Yes. It's a very simple font. Yes. I don't think you need to have, like, okay, we've we've talked about this before, about how you can kind of be too much going on with your font. Mm-hmm. This has got kind of too much going on with the font. If you had that very simple, again, clean, formal font, again, it, it like, gets you. Mm-hmm. You know what you're dealing with. You know you're dealing with intrigue, vampires, 
But they is cool vampires. Yes. They is cool. I think, I think, <laughs> like, this, this tells me this is an example of why cover art is important. Mm-hmm. Because if you are someone who read that first book, you found that first book sitting on a shelf. Yeah. And you read it. And then you went looking for the sequel. And maybe you found this one sitting on a shelf, same author, and you picked it up. You went, oh, this must be a different series. Yeah. And you put it back. It does not look like the same series. It right. looks like a different story. It looks like, this looks like a book about a couple who gets married and one of them gets murdered on their honeymoon. Oh, yeah. That's what this looks like. It does. And then there's a detective in it, probably. Um, that's kind of what this looks like. And so they don't, they're disjointed. And that's the biggest problem. Yeah. Is they do not go together. They don't look like they're cohesive. They don't look like they go to the same series. And you'll see authors who get to use the same artist for all of their books. Or or both of the same publishers. So the publishers deliberately, we talked about Patterson. Mm -hmm. His books, 12 different series, all look the same. Because they want you to go, that looks like a Patterson novel. Yeah. If you can't even do that within one series, if if you're telling your author, okay, we're going to give you this cover, even though it doesn't look anything like your last book. You're doing yourself and your author just, like, you're not doing them any favors because it's going to be harder for their fans to find more of their books and more of that series because they don't look like they go together. Yeah, because it's a good cover, not for this book. No, it's not for something else. For something else. Also get rid of the thing coming out of your shoulder. Yeah, I just now noticed that. <laughs> like, when you mentioned it, I was like, or no, I think I mentioned it. But it was only after I was seeing the Disney castle that I... Also get rid of the Disney castle. Yeah. It is a Disney castle, isn't <laughs> I'm it? I'm pretty sure that's a piece pretty of... Sure I'm pretty is. sure that that's, that, that uh, There's a whole clip art is, like, is a picture of a Disney serious castle. Serious looking at this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's totally like... Maybe... Oh, maybe it's because like he's from Southern California. I think I see Mickey Mouse right there. Maybe it's because he's from Southern California. Maybe. You think that's it? Maybe. Like it's that... Do like, the vampires own Disneyland? I'm sure at some point there will talk of that. Mm. Not yet, that I know of. <laughs> Is that another low-level vampire job? You get to be one of the, the mask characters at Disney, so you're oh, yeah. so you don't get any sunlight. That's in the big Mickey Mouse costume all day. <laughs> all the mascots of Disneyland are vampires. <laughs> That's epic! Oh my god! Please, please, somebody write that. Please write that. Ron, please write that. Please write that they're all all the mascots of Disneyland are vampires. Oh. <laughs> that haunted mansion thing is a whole new level right now. Oh. So much going on. We're sorry we're picking on your cover. Oh my gosh. We're not picking on it. It's a good cover not for this book. Yeah. No, no. We're no, doing it no. out of love. It doesn't belong on this book. It doesn't. It doesn't match this book. No. That bride doesn't match this. this no, doesn't. she's not a vampire. She, she doesn't, doesn't seem very vampire. She doesn't go to Washington D.C. No, they're very pretty, but they don't. They don't fit. Okay. <laughs> but I did like the book. So do you have? Did we already ask for a vampire book? You should just watch what we do in the shadows. Okay, it's fine. That's just your recommendation. That. Yes, uh, that's just the recommendation in general. But if you want a good vampire thing, other than these books, yes. If you want to sit and, and casually watch a good vampire thing, you don't care about lots of political blood. intrigue. Yes. And, yeah. If you want something less political with a good love story in it, it does. That's my You're favorite right. vampire love story. <laughs> this is like all inside joke right now. But okay, uh, you know what I would recommend though. 
read the first one of these. Read the first book. Yes. Well, and then don't be shocked by the sex in the second I book. I recommend reading the first book in a series first anyway. Yeah. I think you do kind of have to read it. Yeah. Do, you, do we have any other politically things to recommend? Veep. Watch Veep. Veep's hilarious. No idea what Veep is. Veep. Um, so it's, it's vaguely based on a British political show. I can't remember what the British show is called. It's Julie Louis-Dreyfus, who is the funniest woman in the world. She plays, in the first season, the vice president of the United States, who's constantly getting boned because she's just the vice president. And it shows you all the... The entirety of the show is kind of the satire of hoops that politicians will jump through to get your vote and to be in power. And all the awful things that she does to her fellow politicians, to her family, to her friends, to try to become president. A lot of blood sucking. A lot of blood sucking. (laughs) And it's also dark humor. And it's also uncomfortable comedy and it's just it's hard to watch sometimes and I honestly I feel but I'm someone who doesn't really orient either way on the political scale I feel it's very fair in terms of just portraying politicians as all awful people it doesn't really doesn't really play one side of the divide or the other she her character is a is a democrat and she's an awful person and all the republicans are awful people because political power corrupts and she's just, the actress is just so good in it. And everyone that is in it is just brilliant. And um, Hugh Laurie's in a couple of seasons as a political rival of hers who she's kind of into, but then they hate each other because they're political rivals. And I'm pretty sure she puts a hit out on her ex-husband at one point. And it's just, it's, it's brilliant television. It ended the same week as Game of Thrones. And the Veep ending, it also an HBO show. The Veep ending was so much more satisfying than Game of Thrones. <laughs> like we watched, we watched Game of Thrones together, and we sat there, and I just went, "Yeah, it's over." And then I went home and watched Veep, and I was like crying, like it's so so good. <laughs> That's my political thing that I'm going to recommend. Do you have okay. any other political thing? I no, because or I don't. Thing. I don't recommend politics. <laughs> That's why I recommend it because it just shits all over politics. Politics is awful. Everyone, they're out to get you. Even the, the politician who says that they are out to help you and be the good guy, they're not. No, of course they're not. Really look at what they're doing. Just just don't trust politicians. Nope. This is my tinfoil hat. This don't trust my, anyone with more money than you. Don't trust anybody with more money than you, which is a lot of people. I don't trust very many people. <laughs> that sounds really bad. That's why we're friends. <laughs> We're just two broke assholes. That's great. <laughs> That's where you rename the podcast. Oh, there's a spin-off podcast. I was bitching about rich people. <laughs> two broke assholes. That's our new podcast. <laughs> Find us on Spotify. <laughs> and anywhere else that your podcast listening enjoyment can be found. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Happy right. November, everybody. Uh-huh, goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for cracking another case with Mary and Jen. To learn more about Casing the Cover, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Casing the Cover. To contact us or suggest a book, email casingthecoverpod at gmail.com. New episodes of Casing the Cover release the second and fourth Tuesday on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher.